Hi, welcome to Clitterly Speaking, the podcast. I'm Michelle Doherty. And I'm Emily Lane. We are BFFs dedicated to bringing you conversations between girlfriends over a bottle of wine. Oh, I am so excited about the wine part. Oh, me too. So pull up a chair, grab your glass, and let's get talking. Emily, how are you? Hello, Michelle. I'm a little disappointed. I know. I was, you didn't do that. Hey, I, hey, I, hey. I know. We've been talking about the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I, I almost did. I'm still trying to refrain. Okay. Uh, maybe eventually I'll come up with something um, something cool in between or and replace it and to replace it. So, Well, you know, we did always say that we'd keep this honest. So do not refrain that, hey, 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 if that feels right, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> hey, 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 Emily, how are you doing? Oh, that's so much better. Is that I, more, more natural? Know, it feels great. And <laughs> okay. you know what? I am now even more excited to be here than I was when I walked through the studio door mm-hmm. because not only is this our Valentine episode. Yes, it's so exciting. Yes. It's so exciting. But... Yeah. We have one of my favorite people here. And one of mine now, too. That's true, yeah. I consider Heidi a a good friend of mine as well. That's right. Thank you for introducing me to her. Oh, of course. Introduce our guest, Emily. So Heidi Harris is just, goodness, well, how can I explain her? She's gorgeous. She's intelligent. She's just one of the sweetest people I have ever met. Um, very accomplished. She is the associate concert master of the um, St. Louis Symphony Orchestra. And she's also developing a new business where she's taking her expertise in yoga mm-hmm. and developing a program to help young musicians deal with anxiety. So she's going to be doing retreats and classes that combine um, uh, master classes and meditation and um, all kinds of things. So we are welcoming to this you table. You have to be on our show. This is perfect. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, wow, that was quite an introduction. I know where to go when I'm feeling bad about myself. <laughs> Thank do. you. We do send text messages to anybody every day. They would feeling like pretty to. good about yeah. myself now. <laughs> Self-affirmation, just contact us. Yeah, clearly yeah. speaking, that text message. <laughs> well, welcome, Heidi. We're lovely. It's lovely to see oh, you. Thank you. It's so yeah. exciting to be here. Yeah. You're looking forward to it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, what's not to look forward to? Yeah. Spending a little time, drink a little wine yeah. with us in the studio. Yeah. We always have a good time drinking with Heidi. Yes. So. Lots yes. to talk about. Yeah, anyway. so speaking about drinking, should yes. we talk about let's, our bottle let's, today? Let's bring up the bottle. Well, I have had this bottle in mind since the beginning of the podcast, but I've been holding it for a special occasion. Just I wanted the right time. So... Because this is our Valentine's Day episode, we are drinking sexual chocolate. Well, mm-hmm. Emily, you must uh, bum, describe bum, it bum. a little bit more. Yeah, <laughs> um, it needs that really needs an explanation. <laughs> sexual chocolate. I mean, you know, I've had like you know chocolate flavored wines and mm. stuff like that, mm-hmm. and so let's well, talk a little bit more. Yeah. So this actually is not a chocolate flavored wine. Um, okay. It's just their description. That this the the company that makes this slow down wines. That everything that they do is is kind of kitschy and, and funny okay. and sassy. Okay. Um, um, but the great news about it is it's not just a marketing gimmick. It's actually 
really good wine. Fantastic. Yeah. So um, this is a, a, a really it's a nice red blend. Um, you know, I I gave it a little taste when I first opened it up. Um, I you know I get all kinds of nice dark fruits on this. A little just a tiny bit of that earth floor in there and um, a little spiciness. I think that's probably from the petite Syrah. Little I think there's a little bit of in there. It's really awesome. What do you think? No, it is very good. I I do like the way it um, tastes. I like the fact that we pretty much opened the bottle and we've been drinking it. Mm-hmm. It isn't something that... It didn't need a ton of time. Listen to me get so, so good with my wine descriptions and my, my wine knowledge now. Didn't you find that it all... I mean... Interestingly enough, it does have a bit of that like cocoa nib thing going on. Like as it's, you know, kind of midway through the taste on the back of the palate, I get kind of a cocoa. Do you get that idea? I do actually. Yeah. yeah. There's kind of a lot going on, but it blends really well. I, I really, yeah, I like I, it a lot. I, I, I can't <clears throat> say that I taste the cocoa. Mm. I like the way it, I like the way it tastes and I like the way it, it's pretty easy to drink. It doesn't have like a long lingering aftertaste that's you know that you're mm-hmm. like oh i need to drink water real fast or anything like that yeah no it's it's very very good mm-hmm. um it's got some structure to it too which i i like you know can hold up so <clears throat> i have to read this label so okay. think about okay. think about yeah you know I, being I, valentine's I, day i'm yeah. expecting a really yeah. nice description from you on this <laughs> but uh, no pressure everybody <laughs> um <laughs> oh, I, i'm working on it already okay. yeah so i have to read this label and we'll make sure to share a picture of it because it's it's really funny it says this bottle originated from a bootlegging operation my daddies and i had in college we started making wine knowing it would be used for late night drinking and that the French are annoying. Okay, I'm going to say I don't agree with that, but, you know, it's just their perspective. It took some time, but we finally perfected our blend and came up with this full-bodied red that pairs well with Wednesday nights and pizza. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We use grapes from all over California, so we recommend this be drank immediately and shared with girls. When you want more, just call us. P.S. Made in USA. Isn't that fun? Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah. Yeah, very fun. Very, very, um, I think they're right that it should be shared with girls. And, and drink it, with pizza. And and pizza. And being that this is the Valentine episode <laughs> and I'm single, I guess I'm going to be drinking this bottle by myself with, <laughs> with the pizza. I'll, uh, yeah, all my other single girlfriends out there who don't want to be hassled with all that love and stuff that's out on the shelves and reminded. Hassled with love. Oh, <laughs> hassled, with, hassled with their memory, like being told, you know, oh, yay, here's mm-hmm. Valentine's Day. I hate Valentine's Day. I hated Valentine's Day when I was married because let's just say one time I've had a nice Valentine's. Really? Yep. That's it. Yeah, this is really a depressing episode. So, oh my listeners. god! <laughs> okay, so, I, yeah, I mean, so, I, I'd like to be like happy about romance. Okay, so what is what <laughs> but, has happened to your Valentine's days throughout the oh, years? Continual have, letdown. Continual, oh. you know, um, hope that oh, this time or even when I was married, right? You know. No, it just, it never was. It's never been a celebration for me except one time. And that was 
when we were dating, when my ex-husband and I were dating, so it didn't it didn't happen. He was after really that. working at it. At that he point. was working when we were dating. Yeah. yeah. So I am. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't buy any Valentine's candy till the day after. Cause, well, yeah. Because it's half off. Right. But it's like yeah. I know, but hmm. but it's hard. I mean, I don't, I'm not here to rain on everybody's parade out there, all of our listeners and Heidi and Emily, who are in wonderful relationships <laughs> and have a wonderful reason to celebrate Valentine's Day. Yeah. So, and uh, maybe... I don't think you're raining on anyone's parade. I bet yeah. there's a lot of people that feel that way. I mean, I think any holiday is like that because mm-hmm. there's this expectation for it to be special, which it should be. But now my <laughs> wheels are, are turning. Mm-hmm. Emily, you and I have to get together. We have to make this Valentine's Day special I, for I Michelle. Agree. I mean, I, and Perfect. to this point, and I love that this wine bottle said to be drank with girls. And that mm-hmm. was another reason why I thought this would be fun to have on our on our episode because... You know, I, I think that we just need to redefine what we think about Valentine's Day. I mean, I th- yes, to be shared with those that you love. And those that you love, it doesn't have to be romantic love, right? It can be— Oh, that's, a, that's, a, that's just so sweet, Emily. Yeah. I mean, I don't know you don't have anybody, but <laughs> like, maybe, yes, it does. Maybe, maybe you could find a, find a neighbor to go for a walk with. Yeah, no, like, just, I love you, Emily, and Valentine's Day would be awesome with you, but— <laughs> it would Ken be once way around. more awesome with a, with a guy. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. Fair that was enough. a nice try, though. That, that, that was yeah. a good try. You know, you get an E for effort. I, I, but I would have to say, on the whole idea, I, I even when I was married, and maybe I was a little jaded, but I was like, why do you ha- why do you just celebrate your love one day? Why is it, and why does it have to be feel forced by you know the the Hallmark people out there, and mm. you know you should actually be celebrating your love every day, you know, not just on that one day, yeah. and then like, okay, I told you I loved you today, I brought you flowers today, we had dinner yeah. today, see you in three hundred sixty four days, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, so that's uh, so if, you know, any of the I, listeners out there. <laughs> Who happened to know a single guy? <laughs> I would expect get some calls every day. We're I would expect some Valentine's calls. Day every day, yeah. and nothing less. <laughs> well, and we do have several male listeners. Oh, yeah, maybe yeah. maybe they have some friends. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> male yeah. listeners take note. That's right. <laughs> right. Michelle likes. What do you like for <clears throat> Valentine? What would you like? What would be your perfect Valentine's? Oh well, now Day they're putting celebration. me on the spot. Yes. Yeah, it would ha- it would involve um, time with uh, the person I want to be with. Um, really, lo- time conversation, mm-hmm. wine. Yeah, you know, moving someplace else with more wine. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't sound yeah. like that, too tall of an order. Yeah. Well, there's a whole there's a whole thing about conversation that's has in to there. be the right person. Oh, yeah, has to be the right the, the absolutely. chemistry and everything. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Then it's, it like kind of doesn't matter about everything else. I think. Um, well, no. I mean, I have gotten um, a little bit more. What's the word? Uh, selective or in my years, there has to be and a little bit should. more than just uh, just the you know the, the conversation attraction. Right, we talked about right? that. Yeah. yeah, we did early. Yeah. Early I have on. I have this thing I call the. Um, the EIP, the emotional, intellectual, and physical. So those are all the three elements that have to be in a relationship that I find that's going to be successful. Sometimes it's just the physical and you don't have the other two and that's going to fizzle out. And mm-hmm. if he, if he's not smart and he can't talk to me, <laughs> then he, you know. You are so picky. Oh my God. You want someone smart? <laughs> and 
and emotionally connected. Yeah. Well, see, there you go. Why I'm single and I have a. So my my. So not to detract from the wine anyway, but you know this is a wine, um, and it's how it's written out. But I, I definitely kind of when I taste it, I, I um, a little more sassy, uh, like a little mm. more of a corset kind of uh, with some. Um, With the garter belt, you know, oh, some stockings. Yes. This is how Ooh, when okay. I drink the wine, that's what I'm thinking I like about. It. Okay. With or without a little whip is fine. You know, it's on. <laughs> it's on you. But uh, okay, you there's know. some Valentine's ideas, I, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. Or maybe a fuzzy paddle. Maybe not a whip. Maybe it's a fuzzy paddle. See there, Emily goes with the fuzziness, <laughs> a little soft side. <laughs> <laughs> she just she just can't take the leather paddle, you know. She just she's gonna have to have the soft, pretty, <laughs> the gilded, the rhinestone handle. So, speaking of bedroom accessories, that's what I, we call it. Are we talking, talking about that now? Okay, well, have some to drink. Uh, let, me, let me adjust so to that just, subject. It just made, it just reminded me of. An item that I purchased once when I was in San Francisco, I went to the Agent Provocateur store there. And I don't know if either of you ladies discovered that store. No. It's an extraordinary experience. It's beautiful lingerie, and then they have bedroom accessories Bedroom also. accessories. But it's... In addition to lamps that you can clap on and clap <laughs> off, there are a few other things you can clap on and clap off. Well, <laughs> Or clamp is, on. Oh, well, I didn't see any clamp on kind of options there, but um, everything they have is luxurious and gorgeous. And um, I I saw this item, it was a riding crop, Mm -hmm. and it had a handle with Swarovski crystals all the way around it. I had to get it. I just oh, had to so get it. That is so you. The crystals. <laughs> oh, yeah. It has to be pretty. It has to be pretty. It's gorgeous. And so here's oh. what was funny. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm flying home and my new riding crop doesn't fit into my luggage. Oh, no. <laughs> so I just strapped it onto my carry-on bag. You know, like when you travel, for example, there are people that carry their bows as a carry-on. So I just carried my, you know, my riding crop on the plane, you know, and I had a couple connections at that that trip. First plane, no problem. I'm leaving San Francisco. They're probably used to that. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. My connection flight, however, they're like, they, you know, they had to x-ray it several times. They had to take it out of the box. They had to play with it. <laughs> they were like, I don't think we can let you on the flight with this. Oh, I'm like, yeah. what am I going to do? <laughs> I'm like, I'm, it's not like I'm going to, you know, like. Flog the attendant. <laughs> I, I said I wanted red wine. <laughs> they were just jealous. Yes. They were jealous of yeah. you. Yeah. They eventually did let me board with it. I think that they were just, oh the intrigue was. I hope you have it insured. <laughs> you know, yeah. I would, I mean, I something like that. Agent. You probably should have it insured. Mm, you perhaps know? I should call my agent in the yeah. morning. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. 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 In case it gets broken. <laughs> that would from falling off the table or something yeah, like right. that. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you want to have those crystals insured. You can get you can get a little bit of money back mm-hmm. on that. Always a practical person I am. I always am. Very practical. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Yes. So um Heidi, what are your yes. thoughts on the wine so mm-hmm. far? I really like it. I mean, I'm not I just I have to admit I'm not great at describing wine. I I know if I like it or if I don't, and I really like it. I mean, I think it's very robust. It's a little complex, but I don't 
like I'm, I don't have the words to sort of describe the complexity, but I do taste a little bit of the cocoa. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really do like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not unapproachable at all. No, not know? at all. And I agree that, um, that we drank it pretty much like right out of the bottle mm-hmm. and it's super smooth. It's not, I, I didn't think it needed to breathe too much. So it's yeah. really pleasant. Yeah. I'm trying yeah. to drink it very slowly. Oh, we have, so I don't we have yeah. a lot. Start slurring my words. We, <laughs> yeah. we expect it. We expect that. Okay. We're, hope, we're hopeful. Because, because that's the only way we'll be able to communicate if we all slur our words. Okay. Then we understand each other. Right. If I'm well, the only one slurring, it's not going to be, you know. It won't be fun for you. It won't be fun for you. Well, well, we were we were contemplating on different different topics to explore in this conversation today, and Mm -hmm. And I've just rained all over Valentine. Yeah, so let's (laughs) you know maybe with the in the vein of you know it being a Valentine's Day episode, and you know we're not limited to stay on the love factor, but I think it would be fun to learn a little bit about you know your 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 great first loves that you've. That you had. That's a conversation we haven't quite had yet. Well, um, interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Why don't you go first, Emily? <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Now I'm on the spot. Yes. Um, so I'd have to she say my she first. Throw out stuff. I know. Big heavy thing. Yeah, then she and, gets to think and, about and, it right, while we're well, talking. While we're, while we're and we're like, it, yeah. And I'm trying to think of what to yeah. say. Well, yeah. you, you caught me. Uh, <laughs> let's see. My first great love. Um, so I think I have had a lot of great loves because I'm just an amorous person. But um, my first great love was my dog, Bob Barker, growing up. I, I yeah, I mean, you know, he, I just loved him so much. And at that time... We're going to have to have a warning label on this cheating. episode. That's nope. cheating. That's yeah. cheating. I will catch She didn't up. ask for the first great interspecies love. <laughs> I'm a she little disappointed. <laughs> I always, always. I think you're cheating. I, oh, okay, will, we'll wait for the I'll, next. I'm, I'll, I'm I'll, sure you're. I'll this share. is just the beginning of the story, right? Absolutely. Okay. okay yeah. We'll wait. So we'll you know, I, I, I did. You know, before I, I knew what like. You know, when you thought it was okay to be in the, love with your dog before you knew otherwise. Before okay, you discovered your your trio of factors, right? The EIP, uh, yes. The, the dog EIP. was there. He was intellectual. He just wasn't emotional enough, right? <laughs> he was an amazing dog. Oh right? no, no, stop! Yeah, sounds like it. <laughs> All right, I am going to move on. Yeah. I think it's going to go You're nowhere. You're digging a hole human. right now with your two front paws. <laughs> All right. Wow. The first we've, human we've learned love. a lot about Emily so far in this episode. Um, <laughs> so let's see. My first great love it was in high school. Yeah. Um, I, I dated um, a, a guy for about three years, and um, he was older than I was. And in fact, when I met him, I was a sophomore in high school, and he was a freshman in college or a sophomore in college at that time. And... Um, yeah, it was it was really it was kind of like a love at first sight moment. We were set up by a couple of friends of ours that thought we would get along and we certainly did. And you know, it was it was um everything. You know, it was my first great romantic relationship. It was um you know, it was very exciting. Hmm, he had the most beautiful eyes. Yeah. You know, I can still remember his eyes very, very clearly. Yeah. Um, yeah, very tall, stoic person, uh, very intelligent also, worked really hard, you know, 
was it was it was lovely. And one of the one of the great memories I have is visiting his house when his grandmother would visit from North Dakota, and she is of German descent and would always come and make these wonderful German pastries um, every time she visited. So, you know, I would look forward to that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 So being a a mother of of three children, your parents let you date a guy in college when you were in high school? Yeah. Yeah. That Mm -hmm. that makes me a little uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. but that's, you know, because... Yeah. I'm, well, I, was, I come at from a different perspective. I'm trying, sitting yeah. here trying to go, let me be the high schooler and let me put mm-hmm. myself in Emily's shoes right now and think about the relationship from that point yeah. of view versus. Oh, I was oh. always older in spirit. You know, I've always yeah. been one of those people that was older than the rest of my peers around me. Just, you know, um, and, and so, you know, emotionally it worked really well and intellectually it worked yeah. well. Yeah, I can see yeah. that. And it's just hard at that. It's at hard at that time frame, you know, mm-hmm. when young men and women are in high school and they have a whole different set of expectations mm-hmm. versus when the guys are in college. And, um, and that probably well, was a, some difficulty you guys had. In fact, towards the end of our relationship, and that, that quite honestly is one of the reasons why it finally ended with us because— you know the 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 expectations, um, romantically speaking, mm-hmm. with him were far greater than my comfort level at that time, mm-hmm. and and so, you know, it got to a point where you know every time we were together, he'd want to have sex. Ha- he'd want to have sex, and I was just kind of like, can we do? Can we have more than a sexual relationship? Like I I, I like I want to talk i want to yeah i want to drink wine <laughs> <laughs> that's why you i'm know? dating you because you're 21 you can buy right. you know i just yeah I, I wanted more out of our relationship and he was a typical young man at that point you know wanting much yeah. more physically out of me than i was i was prepared for right yeah right. i remember i remember a friend of mine was telling me about when he he had dated a girl they met in high school but she was like a year or two older than him and then she graduated and they were still dating and she was like getting mad at him because he couldn't come out so she's in college now and he, and, he, and she was like but i have track practice <laughs> you know, like, i can't come on i have track practice today you know and it was just it was the funniest thing when you think about it you know mm-hmm. and the how how she got angry with him you know mm-hmm. because he was still in high school and that's that's what happens mm-hmm. but anyway moving on yes <laughs> heidi what's your yeah, answer here so okay so i was kind of thinking scrolling through my memories and wondering who that might have been and um, yeah, it was my freshman year in college, actually. I didn't really have any great loves before then. Mm. Um, you know, there were boys for sure, but mm-hmm. no no great loves. So, yeah, this guy uh, was Australian, and we oh. went... I know. Yeah. I know. Stop right there. I know. Yeah. We don't even tell us anymore. <laughs> I don't want to say anything. <laughs> no, this, he was, had dark And hair, it wasn't an Australian tall. sheepdog. It was an actual Australian. <laughs> oh, how did you guess? You ruined it. <laughs> oh. I was starting with... No. <laughs> no. Um, anyway, so, yeah, he. Um, we went to New England Conservatory together in Boston, and he just was just sweet and smart and like, you know, when you meet somebody, you're just like immediately comfortable. Mm-hmm. And um, he played piano, which was amazing mm. because I play violin mm-hmm. and we would perform together and just, I don't know, we just were really comfortable with each other and had great conversations 
like a real deep person. And our, our relationship actually, um, we like we never had sex. Actually, really? we kind of almost did, and then it just I just wasn't ready. And he was so sweet that it was okay. Mm-hmm. Like we, I think we really loved each other. How long like did we you had date? A, a great relationship. Oh gosh, it's hard to remember. I mean, maybe the majority of that year. I don't okay. know. But so, so you had not had sex yet at that time. Wow. <laughs> or I mean, you don't have she to said, answer. That's a but, terrible question. Well, well, I'm just saying. <laughs> that's kind of like, do you still beat your wife? <laughs> well, I'm yeah. just saying. I'm the reason I'm thinking that you weren't ready. I mean, in, in college, well, maybe if with you him, had, she may you, not have been ready with him. I doesn't mean that she it might didn't not. feel right with him. Okay, I'm yeah, you don't skip have over to. That that's question. fine. That's fine. <laughs> I, um, yeah. It didn't. It didn't feel right. Um, but it was kind of a testament to our love, I think, and mm-hmm. and and that it was based. And friendship, I mean, there was huge attraction for sure. That was yeah. not the problem. I just, it just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Didn't you just feel yeah, right. right. Um, yeah. But anyway, I even went to Australia to visit him once. Wow. And he lived in, he's, he lives in Melbourne now, I think. We're not in touch, but um, Melbourne and it was just amazing. A great, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. A great trip. Yeah, and then we stayed in touch for a while, and this was, like, back when there were cassette tapes, and he would send me, like, Chopin, little Chopin pieces, like, beautiful, romantic Chopin pieces, and on cassettes mm-hmm. and write me letters and send them in the mail and like That's write me really love letters. Nice. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's you like still have me those the, tapes? The, yeah, I, I think I do. Yeah. I think I saved them. Um, but anyway, it just sort of petered out. I mean, being yeah. in touch with somebody that's in Australia mm-hmm. and that's just not before the internet, before yeah. like, being able to manage the long distance and yeah, stuff like I mean, that. you could hardly call each other because. So you expensive. Know, you had to, yeah, it was really mm-hmm. expensive to call. And so we wrote letters and, you know, he would send me music um, of him and that made me feel really close to him. Mm-hmm. But um, it just sort of petered out. I mean, sure. yeah. yeah. So, and did he end up staying in Australia? He's in Australia now. In fact, I, I was kind of, um, I think, I think I found him somehow and, and just, I don't know if it was an email or a message through Facebook or some social media, but years ago, I, I just said, hi, you know, how are you doing? And mm-hmm. and he was friendly, but, you know, it's just like, yeah. you know, yeah, what's well, there to say? Yeah. I think he's married and teaching at a university in Melbourne and I'm married. And mm-hmm. yeah. so, you know, it's, yeah. you know, I, I understand. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm somebody that once a connection is made, I, I kind of always feel it. And I'm, I'm often kind of disappointed when I reach out to somebody that I feel like I was good friends with or close with, and then years go by and you reach out and you get kind of a cold, you know, that, that, oh, I'm always, I don't know, I'm the opposite. So if somebody reaches out to me and it's maybe been 20 years, but there's fondness in my heart, like, you know, I'm not saying that we need to be best friends, but I always feel touched that they're, they thought of me and, and, you know, want to reconnect in a way. So yeah, I I I can relate to that, but this this didn't seem cold to me. It just seemed like our paths are yeah. really different mm-hmm. now, yeah. and there, I didn't feel a coldness. Just like it just didn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. So that's okay, you yeah. know. I mean, it's fine. Yeah, 
He seems happy. I'm happy. So it's a positive experience. Yeah. You had a great relationship. We and, did. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's yeah. very. And nice. sometimes those people just are better off in our memory. Like you mm-hmm. know, there he yes, was as that true. as that freshman in, in college, and you know that romantic, and sending you the letters and stuff. And now you've reconnected, and you're like, oh, you're mm-hmm. forty three. Oh, you know, and I was like, I didn't, I didn't really need to see you old because yeah. I, I still had this well, wonderful he idea. Looks really good. Well, I'm sure he does. I was just trying. I was <laughs> he trying still to. Looks really good. Trying to make you yeah. feel a little better about it. But. I feel okay about it. I don't feel bad at all. I, I'm okay. I just, yeah. you know, I, I was just kind they don't of know interested. What to say. They don't, don't know what to say when okay. a woman that they were with, you know, many years ago reaches out. They don't know how to. Well, he's married too, yeah, and, and they that's don't know that's how. weird. I mean, like. You know, um, Eric, my husband, has had old girlfriends reach out to him. And, of course, he tells me about it. And, and it's fine with me, but I I don't know how I'd feel if he was, like, all buddy-buddy with them again. So, you know. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. It's, that's why I think it's okay. I mean, it's appropriate that we reconnected a little bit briefly and, and, and it was friendly. And then that yeah. was it. That's yeah. entirely appropriate. Yeah. So, yeah. I usually just like to, you know— Stand outside their door <laughs> in the rain. In the rain, <laughs> with, with a glass of wine, or or with or with in a, a bag, with a boombox over my over my oh, head, right. like that, like that movie. Say say with John yeah, that, yeah. I, I like to do that. Yeah, <laughs> and then when they don't, they don't acknowledge me. It just really makes me feel bad. Yes, that would be the ultimate Valentine's Valentine's surprise. Right? And if it were John Cusack, <laughs> yeah. too, oh, then yeah. that, would, that would definitely be yeah. pretty awesome. That, yeah, I yeah. think yeah, I think he probably would at least be you know intelligent. <laughs> probably so. <laughs> probably. So um, Michelle, it's your turn. No, it is. My Don't turn. avoid it. Right. I think so, you're vamping to avoid it. I am. <laughs> I am working hard on avoiding it because you know I started the episode off so. Um, <laughs> So joyous about love. So joyous about love. (laughs) Yeah. um, I think that, you know, I thought about this, you know, for all of 10 minutes. And, uh, you know, I could say that, you know, my ex-husband was my first love. But I think I would probably be misleading myself on that. Mm. Um, There were... How old were you when you met your first husband? Or your My only, only husband. husband. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Emily. Sorry. Yeah. I haven't married any future ex-husbands yet. Um, but no, I was, t- we, I met when I was 21. Okay. Yeah. yeah 21, 22. Yeah. We got married. I was 24. So, um, and then divorced when we were 34. I was 34. So I've been doing this for a while. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, there were, there were um, a few in college that, you know, I cared deeply about. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that didn't, nothing Mm-hmm. Trans um, transpired from that, and you know, since I've been divorced, you know, there was there was uh, a relationship for a very long time, and that didn't go anywhere. And and uh, somebody asked and asked me one time, she was like, "Well, so who's who's the one that got away, or you know, who's your who's your mm-hmm. greatest love?" And I have to say, it's it's me. I I my I am my greatest love, and um, and I'm okay with that. You know, yeah. there's nobody else. I mean, I'm not looking for somebody else to complete me. It'd be nice to have somebody to hang around sure. with to do things yeah. with. But, um, but yeah. So I think I'm a. I, I come from a different point now that I'm older and uh, wiser than if you had asked me this in ten years ago mm-hmm. or or fifteen or twenty years ago. So, mm-hmm. and I'm okay with that. And yeah. uh, and I think if we if we all recognize that we're all our first loves or our 
our main loves, then all the love that you have to give everybody else is just is bonus. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Your answer was way better than ours. That's like so profound. That's beautiful. Well, thank you. Thank so, you. So deep and yeah. thoughtful. I think that's wonderful. Yeah. And I think when you have that security in yourself and you have that love and compassion for yourself mm-hmm. and you're not necessarily looking around, like that's when the right person appears because you're not needy. You know what I mean? You're not oh, yeah. like, I need someone to mm-hmm. complete me because that's... Yeah. That's just not, that doesn't make for a really healthy relationship. And a lot of guys so. don't understand that. They are, they're, they're freaked out, especially like, wait, wait, you don't need me? And then they don't like that? You know, some, really? some guy, I think the opposite. Uh, no, some, I, some guys really? are like, because they don't know how to define themselves in a relationship unless they're being needed. You know, and I'm always like, well, I don't really need you. I just want you. Mm-hmm. I feel like asking the guy sitting next to yeah, us if that's Sam, true or not. Oh, Sam's like, Sam, he's like, Sam, I am Sam's not like, answering I don't, that question. Man, I don't even, don't put me on the Valentine's episode, man. That's just going to ruin he's it for like, me. I'm just going to look at my phone and pull my hat down a little bit more. Maybe they won't see me. Sam is very... I think wise for his age and yeah. has a very sensitive heart. So I would I would be willing to say that we'd probably be impressed by his answer. I'm sure if we he would. was willing to contribute. I'll, I'll, I'll answer you on the next round if you want. Okay, okay fantastic. That would so be Sam's fantastic. gonna join us and answer that question. So I love a, the male great. viewpoint on that because I that's interesting. I I have a completely opposite view. But I think it, it depends on the man. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like, you know, so many things depend on a personality mm-hmm. type. Mm-hmm. I think there are maybe some men that that might like a needier person, uh, but some are bothered by la- that. That's like kind of stifling, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Like I have found that claustrophobic when, to when have uh, someone suffocating mm-hmm. you. Yeah, I've well now. Granted, in my time, there have been there's been a few times I've I've been that suffocating person, you know, and I've grown from that. You know, I look back, I'm like, oh, Michelle. <laughs> and I do it in an Italian accent. Oh, Michelle, you know. <laughs> um, but I also found that um, men that I've interacted with uh, can be intimidated by somebody that isn't stronger woman, or, or as strong and equal. Mm-hmm. That isn't as isn't somebody that's just you know a, a fragile flower and a damsel in distress. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. that's kind of that's kind of where it is right now. But I think we need to take a break. Yeah, we do. We need to refresh these and glasses. Like we've got of some ours dessert. And, oh yes, Ooh. Heidi brought these wonderful desserts. Yeah. I've been trying not to stare at them. We'll have They're to distracting me. We'll have to take a picture of these. They're just Absolutely. lovely. Uh-huh. And uh, we'll yeah, so we'll we'll share these desserts, refresh our glasses, and be back in a moment. We're back. We have full glasses and we started diving into these delectable desserts over the break. So those who are into yummy sounds, (laughs) (laughs) our YouTube channel. It's full of them right now. Yes, yes. And uh, they all look delicious. Mm -hmm. And um, Yes. 
So we wanted to invite Sam back in, and many of our Clitorati have heard Sam join us on a few of our episodes before. So we just wanted to ask him his thoughts on, on uh, you know, men. Yeah, and, and men. Needy and, women, and, independent and women. Do you prefer <laughs> My thoughts to on feel men needy? And, women. <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah. and could you, like, take 30 seconds and tell us your thoughts on men and women? And why? Can no, you narrow I'm, the question? <laughs> yeah, I mean, do you, are you someone that prefers to feel needed or, you know, are you more of a equal balance kind of um, style? With that. Yeah. Or, and, and do you know men that are, as Michelle was kind of referencing, is preferring to be the person who takes care of a woman? Yeah. Um, I, well, so my fiance is a pretty strong willed person. And, <clears throat> I'm perfectly fine with that, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. We get along well. I think, and we've talked about it, I I have the personality type that I usually am kind of cool with anything until I'm not, and then I make that known, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. to, and that always seems to work fine for us. Uh, usually I just, I don't care that much, and I don't, you know, whatever we do, or it doesn't matter to me, but then when I have an opinion... I do care that it's heard mm-hmm. and that it's respected. Um, as far as a neediness thing. Um, well, prior to meeting your girlfriend or fiance, when you were out there in the dating world, were you attracted to girls that were more independent or ones that had like a neediness or like, please be my savior kind of person? Oh, and then maybe think about like your circle of friends, mm-hmm. you know, because again, I realize we are making you speak for. All of all man. Of man. <laughs> I'm going to get some angry calls like, dude, you're giving all the wrong answers. Yeah. And this wasn't approved by the board of men. Yeah. yeah. Um, I No, I do. I think it's important for me to feel needed in some respect. Um, I would have a hard time if I f- felt like I wasn't needed at all. Um, but I... I think it's... I mean, I think it's a spectrum, frankly. I, I don't know mm-hmm. that it's a. it's an either or or a men or women thing. I I kind of agree that it's just more of a personality type thing. Right. Um I mean obviously there's um social gender roles, traditional gender role kind of thing that comes into play. Um and so I I think I definitely know men who need to be the they need to be needed and they need to be the strong the, man. Yeah, they yeah. need that. Yeah. And otherwise their ego struggles. Mm-hmm. Um I don't need that, but I do need to feel important sure. or like um, like I can help with something or like I'm contributing something. Otherwise, I do get down on myself. Yeah, so. yeah I understand. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Yeah, really awesome. Awesome. <laughs> thank you for that. That was great. Yeah. 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 Good answers. So, Heidi, your husband <clears throat> now who is just awesome i i love i love your husband um he's funny and you two seem so well matched you know and you just celebrated a a significant anniversary we did 20 years yeah married 20 years oh yeah so great yeah um is is he must like strong women also (laughs) (laughs) i guess so yeah um you know i it's funny because um I 
I hold a, a job and I, you know, I'm an independent woman, you know, mm-hmm. I bring in my own salary and all that. Um, he and I are both very, very independent individuals, mm-hmm. actually. You're both entrepreneurial as well. Yeah, we share that too. Um, however, I would have to say that in our in our home, we have very traditional old-fashioned mm-hmm. roles. Mm-hmm. Like I like him to be the man mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. want to be the woman. You know, I mm-hmm. definitely am not um, a helpless kind of person, but mm-hmm. I like to be cared for and, mm-hmm. and all that sort of old-fashioned stuff that sure. you know that you think about um when you think about like the Cary Grant movies and mm-hmm. the you know that I I like that um so yeah I mean I maybe he's attracted that, yeah. to independent women but also I I think that um I think you can be an independent woman but still have a softness to you oh, I absolutely. think they can coexist I, I think you know? so yeah. yeah I just yeah. I have found though in my in my experience and this is my experience you know getting divorced when I had a zero eight and a zero four and an eight-year-old and I had the children all the time like all the time um I had to have I had to develop qualities to keep three other people alive Mm. you know and vertical and Mm -hmm. get them out of high school all the so all these qualities that you need to be the man and the woman in the house so that you can you know keep three other you know three children you know functional that you know, those are the types of behaviors then that would intimidate a man because they, mm-hmm. they and then, and and my in my perspective, I think they should just sort of respect it, you know, and right. say, "Wow, would you like to take a break? Because I <laughs> I could hang that 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 picture for you, or would you like to take a break from handling everything? Because I, I would like to do that for you, but they don't. They expect." I, I don't know. I don't know. So today is not a, I, apparently this is not a good day for Michelle on relationships. Um, so all of the listeners out there, this is apparently a therapy this session for it. me. No, but it's so, um, the honesty is so refreshing though. I mean, honestly, it's like, you know, life is not cookie cutter. It just isn't. Yeah. And nobody is never helpless and nobody is mm-hmm. always independent. Like, you know, it's, it's just so. I think it comes down. There's so many nuances. Comes down to <laughs> c- having your partner in the fr- the forefront of your mind as often as you can, and not and it kind of in a way of like you know what I just I really love ex- uh, him or her, and what can I do to make his or her life special today. Yeah, you know, it's just, sure. and it doesn't have to be this, you know, grand. Oh, I bought you a Lexus and put a big red bow on it, right. like on the TV commercials. It could just be that, you know, hey, I I noticed that uh, we had to do, you know, three. You did three loads of laundry yesterday. They're still in the basement, and I carried it upstairs. Yeah, for you. I I think yeah, you know, yeah. those types little of things. gestures, little gestures. Yeah, I, yeah. I I think the key word there is is partner, really, mm-hmm. because, you know, I. I, re- I remember in a, a previous relationship feeling like it was starting to go off the tracks when when we weren't behind each other all the time. You know, when when that moment came and it was like, hey, where were you? I needed an advocate just now. You know, mm-hmm. where was my partner? You know, when that starts to fall apart and being a partner can be as simple as taking the laundry out of the machine and putting it in the dryer, but it can also be somebody that's like at your side, standing up for you when you need, right? right. You know, when you need a battle partner, you know, right. and um, yeah, that I think that that 
that partnership. I think the really luminaires key. said it best when they said the opposite of love is indifference. And when you start to feel indifferent oh, yeah. towards mm-hmm. your partner. So, mm-hmm. and, and I've, I've just, I've experienced a quite a bit of indifference in my life. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but I, as a, as an older woman, it's sort of like, I don't really put up with that shit anymore <laughs> and you're not going to be around. So, mm-hmm. so move on kind of thing. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Educated you on what you will not tolerate. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's taken me a while. I mean, mm-hmm. I, you know, and I'm sure other women out there listening, you know, I mean, if we, we get better as we age and it, it um, hopefully, That's absolutely true. Hopefully the, the men are also getting better as they age. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see, you know, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, yeah. Always the optimist. Always the optimist. How, now, how did you and your husband meet? Was it was it through we making met, music together? Yeah, yeah, we met in the St. Louis Symphony, and we were both seeing other t- people at the time. And then those relationships didn't work out, and we started dating. And yeah, we met, we met in the orchestra. Yeah, yes. I bet that, that bet that helps that you have the same line of work. I mean, if he was a, a carpenter or a, Which a banker, is that not his full time job? He um, he actually flips houses and he okay. does plumbing and all that. But, oh, that's but really his, handy. His, his, he's very talented his, at that as well. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that's that's the entrepreneur okay. side of mm-hmm. him. Okay. But yeah, we met in the orchestra, and actually, yeah, it, it, your comment is interesting. It it's funny because I think for our marriage, it's been great that we work together mm. because we actually really like each other. Mm-hmm. Like um, going to work together is wonderful, and and certainly Eric Eric says, you know, some of the things that musicians, orchestral musicians, complain about on the way home from work would be so ridiculous to other people <laughs> with other jobs that yes. they, if I had a spouse that wasn't a musician, they would be like, you are really strange to worry <laughs> about what you just complained about. Like, what is the big deal? But because we're both musicians, we understand what the big deal right. is. Mm-hmm. So it's it's great. It's like a safe, um, safe zone for us to just talk about, you know, what went well, what didn't go well, and we understand firsthand what that's about. So it's not all glamour up there on the St. Louis Symphony stage, uh, orchestral musicians' you know, life. I, isn't, isn't the glamour, it's not the, not the diamonds and the black skirts at all the time? You know, we're very much like actors on stage. It really is a performance with a capital P. Yeah, I mean, I was just telling a friend of mine, uh, maybe it was yesterday or the day before, I was telling a story about how Eric and I had this horrible fight on the way to a run-out concert, which means we were playing in a venue, not our regular venue. We were playing like out in Missouri somewhere else. We had this huge fight, and I got on stage, and I was warming up, And I, like, we had not started the concert yet. I was warming up, and I just, I broke down, and I was crying, and I turned to my stand partner, who's the concert master, (laughs) and I'm like, David, I can't play this concert. And he's like, just don't look at him. It's okay. Don't look at him. And he wasn't, like, taking my side or anything. He was just trying to help me, like, buckle down and calm down. And I ended up walking off of the stage into sort of the side area mm-hmm. of the stage and during the performance or be- this is still before the okay. performance as we're like warming up like mm-hmm. it's maybe five or ten minutes before we're supposed to stop and I walked off stage 
And I'm like breaking down and Eric actually saw me walk off stage and he came after me and he said he was sorry and calmed me down. Good. Which was, I I couldn't believe he did that because I, I didn't even think that he would. Um, but he did. So that that's the awkward thing about working with yeah, each I other bet. is that if you have a fight, you can't get away it from really it. Really, is the worst. It's yeah. the worst mm-hmm. because you can't. And we face each other on stage, right? Like we're right across from okay. each other. That's why David, my stand partner, said, D- "Just don't look at him. Try not to mm-hmm. look at him." And it didn't help. <laughs> right. <laughs> but right. Uh, yeah. Do you, most of the time, do you? Is it a, a great joy for you to look across the stage and see him there? And do you have little <laughs> uh, little winks or whatever that you share? Yeah, for sure. I mean, <laughs> Eric <laughs> Eric often makes like a, a funny face if he if he's bored or something. Or sometimes <laughs> he'll look like he's falling asleep, like he wishes the concert was over. Um, <laughs> but you know, there are other moments which are quite glorious musically and. And uh, we have like little signals for that too, and we'll look at each other. Oh, nice! So, yeah, yeah. I suppose when you're a musician and you're playing the symphony orchestra, and you—I mean, it's your work day. It's unlike other jobs where you could like lay down on the couch <laughs> for four hours and nobody notices, and you're Does like, that "Okay, happen at other jobs. Okay, the day's over. I can go home. I need now. to get another that. job. <laughs> I need or, a different or, job. Or, or, you know, or like you know, disappear for lunch for you know however many hours of the day. Oh. You know." Yeah, it is. It, well, you know, when we're on, we have to really, really be on. And there's a lot of, um, I think there's a high demand for perfection. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, like we get a lot of time off in the summer. So it's kind of like all or nothing. Mm-hmm. When we're working, we're really, really required to have a high level of, of skill. But when we're not working, it's like, mm-hmm. it's really great. We do have a lot of time off. Um yeah. Yeah. So oh. every job has its perks and its drawbacks. Mm-hmm. Every every job, I'm sure. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Well, well, I'm not so sure about that. I think that uh, <laughs> being the assistant cons- associate concert master, associate, associate concert master yeah. at the St. Louis Symphony Orchestra is that's a pretty special job. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know you worked hard to get there. You know, how many years? I mean, how old were you when you started playing music? Well, my mom started me on the piano when I was three. Okay, and then. Um, I really hated it. I hated the piano. Like I couldn't coordinate both hands because there were two different clefts. There was something in my brain that I didn't like reading two different clefts. Mm -hmm. So she wanted me to play an instrument. So when I was four, I said, well, what about the violin? She's like, well, only if you play both. I was like, okay. Was your mother a musician? Uh, Yes. Okay. And so. A pianist? Yes. Okay. And there you go. <laughs> and so I played both, I think, until I was six. And then she just had me play the violin. She was like, mm-hmm. after that, let's just, let's just drop the piano part. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just hated it. It, yeah. it was. It, yeah. And was, was it clear that you were excelling at that time at six that it was like, okay, this is a path for you? I guess so. Yeah. I mean, my mom. My mom was really a stage mom, so she made that path for me very, Mm. very strongly. Would you have chosen something else if you could have or Um, wanted to at any point? I would have. Yeah, definitely. Do you know what that would be? You know, I really loved writing and dance when Mm. I was young. I remember I took a dance class when I was really young. 
And then when I, I went to Interlochen Arts Academy for high school and we had a choice between taking PE or dance mm-hmm. and I was like, dance, totally. So I took modern dance and ballet and I just loved it. I mean, I wasn't, I don't know if I, I don't think I was very good because you were in the class with dance majors yeah. and they were amazing. Yeah. And I just loved watching them in my dance class. But um, had I started much younger yeah maybe that would have happened um but I loved my dance class and I you know that was really fun and um and writing and writing and and I'm starting to dabble in that a little bit now actually Mm -hmm. in writing uh but you know I think what I've found through you know, a lot of searching in my adult life um, is is yoga, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is really now my passion. And I am sort of evolving a little bit with my writing and seeing how that might interweave with the yoga. I'm updating my website and I have all these like ideas in my mind that I, I you know, I'm slowly bringing them to fruition but you know as you know when you have children and a job and and everything life is busy and I I just am beyond the point in my life where I want to stress myself out about anything Mm -hmm. so I'm like you know it I'll do my best every day to to do the projects I want to do but I'm totally not going to stress myself out about that It'll happen when it's supposed to happen. That's fair enough. I mean, you think about yoga and meditation. Mm -hmm. The point of that is not to stress yourself out. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So part of this program that you're developing um, to help other musicians um, reduce anxiety, especially young people as they are starting to enter the world of auditions and so forth, um, I'm guessing that this comes from personal experience with dealing with anxiety and music and Mm -hmm. yes. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think probably because music was really not my choice and I, I actually, I really loathe being on the stage. It scares the heck out of me. Even still. Even still. I really don't like the stage. It's amazing because you have... A, a beautiful stage presence. So when you said you're on stage and you're acting, now yes. I really understand that statement. That's a very personal statement to me. And I'm not sure everybody feels that way. But for me, I have become more of an actress on stage and I'm playing a part. That's not to say that I don't feel genuine about the music yeah. at times, but just, you know, the crowds scare me, the big hall and everything. I I have never become comfortable with it. Certainly I'm more comfortable with it because I've developed sort of inner skills to deal with that. Um, so that's why I, I am able to perform. Uh, but it's always an effort. And um, I don't know. Are there things that you do before a performance to prepare your mind? Well, I i mean, my yoga and meditation practice is just ongoing. It's regular and it, it fills me up with... Um, you know, it grounds me as I guess how Mm -hmm. I should describe it. It grounds me and calms me. And I've learned certain skills that while I'm on stage, if I start to feel, you know, panic attack or some severe anxiety, I have some skills now with which to, to cope with that. And it's funny because you would like I've seen videos of me performing and, you and I'm like freaking out inside <laughs> feeling like I'm going to die. And I look at myself, I'm like, you can't tell. Yeah. It's so bizarre. Like you never know that what somebody's amazing. going through ever at any given moment. You never know. I, ha- I've, I've, I mean, I have like a similar <laughs> comment to make, not 
<laughs> not at any rate of doing like a orchestra performances or anything. But there have ever been times in my life when I'm doing public speaking that I'll be up there, I'll be talking, and I can't feel my legs. You're, out, you're like out of body. Totally. And it's like, well, yeah. I have no idea where my feet are right now. But and, you, and no one can tell that you're like, no. that I just got, they're not there. My knees, I don't know. I can't. I, and, and you, just, <laughs> you look down and you can see I them, can see but them, you can't. And I'm still feel. vertical, but I can't, can't feel them right now because of the, the nerves yes. I've taken over. Well, it's the fight or flight. It yeah. actually, it's the fight or flight response, and I and I've done some reading about it and studying it, and um and that like that's what I want to work with young people with because it's funny when I when I teach my workshops, I begin the workshop by saying you know everything I'm going to share with you here today is because of me I'm the guinea pig mm-hmm. I tried this stuff out on me, and as far as I know these techniques really work, um, so you know. It, it, when I when I ask the kids in the classes, like by show of hands, you know, who feels this or that on stage? Who has this experience? Like literally all the hands on stage go up. Mm-hmm. It's universal. Right. So I'd say maybe 1% of the musical population does not have anxiety. Maybe 1%, maybe 2 mm-hmm. But um, I'm super excited because I was just invited to... Um, Washington State this summer to teach a weekend there at a new music festival called the Lotus Chamber Music Festival. Oh my gosh, how exciting. Yeah. It's, it, Teaching really yoga excited. and music? Or- yes, oh, wow. I'm going to teach yoga and meditation and I'm going to teach a violin masterclass. Oh my gosh, so this, this is, is like, perfect for you. Yeah, it's like a dream come true. The I'm, stars are aligning. They are, they are. At least yeah. a couple of them. Yeah. A couple of them Wonderful. are aligning. So. A way to feel comfortable in the profession that you've been in for the last 20, 30 years. Exactly. You know? Yeah. What, you, a, what, a, what a wonderful way for the universe to, to reward you. So you don't have to like completely walk away from it. You right. Know? Right. Well, I wanted to completely walk away from it. And that was a source of many arguments I can <laughs> in imagine. our home. Like yeah. we're set up for two incomes, not one income. But, um, How you know, long ago was that? I well, I took it was a, yesterday. It's ongoing. No, when I was forty, I took a sabbatical away oh, from yes. the orchestra. Um, I, I one of the things about being married to a musician when your kids are young is it really, really stinks because um, y- your kids don't want you to go away every Friday and Saturday mm-hmm. night, and you don't want to be away every. Right. right, like weekend that's evening. bedtime. They want you on the weekends. You're not there on the weekends so much. Um, so that was kind of hard. But anyway, so that was part of the reason for my sabbatical. I just had huge mom guilt, like mm-hmm. so much guilt. For and a lot of the women I I knew um, at that time didn't work. They uh, were at home, yeah. stay at home moms. So um, anyway, I took a sabbatical also to sort of just, it sounds so cliche, but find myself. Yeah. And I did a lot of yoga. I got my yoga teacher's certificate Good and I just you. delved deeply into that practice. And and that sort of started me on, on this particular path. And you're right, Michelle, about how it it totally is interwoven now. And it, it's so great that... Mm-hmm. Because I used to hate the violin and hate music, and and now I don't. So oh, that's that's been a great um, interweave for me personally. Yeah, yeah. and that's absolutely wonderful. I'm excited for you. And it's Thank it's you. awesome because not only is it it's taken all of your worlds and woven them together, as you so eloquently put, um, but it's now giving you 
a new tool to help others. Yes. And it also may sound cliche, but I really feel like part of my reason for being here is that I do want to help others. And I I see a lot of really young people doing that so early on in their lives. And it's so impressive. Like they know their path is to help others. And it's taken me a really long time to get there. I've had a lot of... Um, in the in the yoga practice in in the teachings they call it dukkha mm-hmm. dukkha mm-hmm. is suffering there's a, a lot of stuff i've had to get through yeah. before mm-hmm. i could get to that point but um i i hope that within the next i don't know 5 to 10 years i sort of see myself developing some skills and and as i get older and hopefully wiser then i can share even more and and help people that's sort of what i see my life, like where I see my life going beyond the orchestra. I, it kind of feels to me, and I'm just going to throw this out there because I am, you know, wise and uh, all you of these are. things. <laughs> it's like, you it's are. like you finally have found a way to make this career your own. Mm, you know, all those years, true. your mother wanted you to play the piano, then you play the, the violin. It was like somebody else was dictating where you were going to go, whether it was like this symphony or that conservatory, whatever it was. And now finally... You yeah. found a way, which I mean, you're the people on our on our YouTube channel can probably see that, but you just sort of glow when you're talking about oh, the yoga Aww. and the music and being able to help people. So mm-hmm. I I I, th- I feel like very good things for you coming Aww. and uh, absolutely. And uh, we will definitely put all of that information if you have a website. Well, I know you I do. Will. Yeah. We'll include all of that on on our on our website and our absolutely. blog post. And we'll put what it is on your the, website? It's HeidiMarieHarris.com. Okay, great. We'll and I will, it. I should probably put up a link also to the Lotus Music Festival. Oh, I'm just, absolutely. so I'm just learning how to do a blog. I, I found this amazing person to help me with my website. He's awesome and he's super patient because I am like an idiot techie. I can't do any of it. And he talked me through how to do a blog and I'm still scared. It's like sitting on my iPad ready to go. And I'm so scared to start, start it, well, but yeah. I, I should because I want to put stuff on yeah. it. Well, you love to write. You love to I do. you love to share. You love to inspire others. Um, the good thing about blogging and the website world these days is that you really can't mess things up. Like, you know, if you you get it up there and you're like, oh, this down. isn't perfect, you know, yeah, you can you can tweak it, change it. Um, you're not going to destroy things. So, you know, I think you girls have to come over to my house with a bottle of wine. I'll I'll oh. supply the bottle of wine and maybe some more desserts and help me with that. Give That's, me the courage. We could have a Absolutely. blogging night because I Absolutely. know we are working on getting night. our blogs up to date. Yeah. And yeah. I have to say Let's that this is the that. first guest who's invited us to her house after they've been, That's she's been on the true. episode. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not over Why? yet. Hello. So. Hello. <laughs> I know. Hello, all of you prior, prior guests. You haven't invited us. <laughs> you need to come to my house and yes. we'll hang out and blog. That perfect. perfect. That's what I'd like to do. Okay. Yeah. On, on Valentine's Day, are you guys yes! busy? Yes. I'm probably not busy, actually. <laughs> I would, I'm sure Ken would understand. Yeah. Yeah. Ken, you know what? Like, Ken and go- Eric can go out together. <gasps> yeah. Ken, with with Ken, Sam. Oh, yeah. I don't know if Sam's fiance would, would a like that. Cigars, scotch for the guys. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, they can come over too. And that sounds great. Yeah. 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 I think perfect. that sounds like a perfect Valentine's date. Fantastic. That sounds yes. wonderful. So, well, Heidi, I, I, we've had I've had so many conversations with you, and, and it's it's always great. They're always organic and flow, and we just discover new things about each other all the time. And there's so many so many 
facets of you that I would have loved to explore today, but, you know, there's only so much time on Valentine's Day. So, right, right. And um, we would love to have you back definitely. as a guest, maybe after the festival. You can come oh. back on and we can talk about how wonderful it was this summer. I would love that. Thank that you. That would be great. Fantastic. Yeah, Fantastic. for sure. Well, right. thank you so much for joining us, oh, Heidi. It's really been a treat. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I really appreciate it. This was really was fun. fun. <laughs> Tons Wonder- of fun. Good. Yeah, Wonderful. Good. Well, happy Valentine's I've, Day. Happy yes. Valentine's right. Day. Cheers. Thank you. <laughs> and thank you for listening. Follow us on all of our socials. Uh, leave a review on iTunes. Five star us like we're your Uber driver. Leave a review that helps people find out about us on iTunes. We're on all of the major podcast platforms and uh, we really appreciate you taking time to spend time with us here today. Yeah, we look forward to hearing from you. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.